With just one swing, home runs can be the ultimate game changer. At T-Mobile, we know how to change the game for good. We've doubled our LTE coverage to reach 309 million Americans, and our extended range LTE reaches two times farther and is four times stronger in buildings than before. Just as our network has you covered, T-Mobile has the home run derby covered too. Make your picks in T-Mobile's home run derby bracket challenge at T-Mobile.com slash MLB for a chance to win a trip for four to game one of the World Series. T-Mobile, we're changing the game for good. LTE doubled over 2015 and 2016. No purchase necessary to enter to win. And 71016. Open to legal residents in 50 U.S. and D.C. 18 plus. Void where prohibited. For official rules and complete details, visit MLB.com slash Bracket Challenge. Hi, folks. Before we get started, we'd like to take a moment to let you know some of the content on this podcast may not be suitable for some audiences. It's all in good fun, but we just wanted to let you know. Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. Ben could come up with you. What happened? You went to Vegas again. We'd be like best friends. Yeah, yes. you guys are going to hang out. But Ben, you wanted to bunk together. Can we turn our beds into bunk beds? And here's the thing. It'll give us so much extra space in our room to do activities. But you had a good time in Vegas. You, uh, you had a nice little run, I heard. You had your own room. The bunk beds were a terrible idea. Why did you let us do that? It's so bad. About as good as Mike Botticello's career. I'm hard on Mike. Jim had sex <laughs> with uh, John Mayer. <laughs> you Picking up happening? the RV tomorrow. Can't wait. And then are you just going to park like in a Walmart parking lot? Parking at my brother Vince's on Thursday night in his driveway. Okay. You'll have a fun time joining me here. And then uh, going to uh, a cottage for the other two days and parking in that driveway. And it's almost guaranteed to be a good time. But now it's like you're just in a hotel room on wheels. Like a million people have sh- farted <laughs> on the mattresses. Know. Maybe it's gorgeous. <laughs> Luxurious. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's very nice. It's still still a million people have farted on uh, AJ Hawk, uh, RVing. Do you ever go RVing? I would say if I was your daughter, I would say don't let dad take a dump in there for sure. Dinner was full! Taggart, do you think this is a good decision? We've been discussing it. Oh, remember that that video of the guy who used to showcase? Oh, yeah! Winnebago Man. Yeah, Winnebago Man. The Winnebago Concepts and Engineering Departments have developed a multifunctional bathroom. Privacy, I don't even know what the f*** I'm reading. I don't know what the f*** the real dialogue is. Follow the windshield for f***'s sake. And thing sucks. Today was the last day of school, so everyone's all fired up. Oh yeah, you just throw those books at the window. I remember yeah. driving to the beach yeah. after the last day of high school, and I look back, my buddies are literally throwing their books out the window <laughs> on the way to the beach. I would punch all my teachers right in the. You're listening to the Jay and Dan podcast. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> yeah. It's episode 118 of the JNM Podcast. Are we sure that's the right number? It seems like we've had episode 118 eight weeks in a row. I don't know. I, it's up to Ben to keep I'm track of these. I'm just changing the number when I redo okay. the documents. The, probably pretty easy to look up just looking at the last podcast. Didn't uh, Mike Botticella once mess up the podcast? Or, or wasn't it like the wrong... Like we were doing for episode 93, we were like, that's the Doug Gilmore, but then... For episode 94, we got it wrong or something like yes. that. We had the wrong hockey player. He said, said it was Ryan the Wayne Smith. Gretzky for number 95. <laughs> so close. So <laughs> Hey, welcome. So very close. 
You're listening to the Jay and Dan podcast. Yeah, just a reminder: if you if you only listen to the weekly podcast, the Jay and Dan podcast, you're a longtime listener. Uh, you're up in Canada. You never stop listening. We love you, loyal listeners. We also do the the Fox Sports Live uh, podcast every weekday. It's uh, essentially our TV show, but we. Dan, don't we add a little extra to that on the front end and the back end? That is yeah, actually we, my favorite part of my day. We add some extra cayenne pepper. Yeah, we see that little spice. Bam! That's what, uh, who is that, Emeril? Used Emeril. To do that? Bam! Have you seen him recently? He's just he sweaty looking? and big. That's on a spice of meatball. Yeah. Just but, sweating a lot. Yeah, but you know, he did that show live. Like, yeah, that, that was the first show real, live. Uh, aside from Julie Childs, he was the first, like, star. Well... Yeah, I guess so. Like, I'm just thinking, like, so much could have gone wrong. That's that's pretty impressive. I love the people that he would feed the food to. They'd just be like, they'd yeah. never eaten before. Fully erect. I just gave you a uh, spoonful of salt. I oh, just, so good. I gave you one piece of broccoli. Oh, God. I just ejaculated. It's like those people on the infomercials when they uh, when they're selling like uh, the bacon bowls or something, and they feed the people, and right. they're like, "Oh God, why don't we have bacon bowls here for every podcast? It's filled with more pieces of bacon." Nah, they can keep their bacon bowls. <laughs> bowls. Ooh, they them <laughs> can keep their bacon bowls. A couple of things we should mention. Um, our guest today is Nick Wright. Nick is a Former Houston radio star who's now come to Los Angeles to work for FS1 for a future show that is yet to be determined. We will talk to him about that. He's been filling in on the herd, uh, Colin Coward's show, and I gotta say he does a terrific job. I love very his, interesting fellow. I love his takes on things. We thought that you, the listener, would enjoy it, so we want to introduce you to Nick. We think he's a great guy. You're gonna enjoy him as well. Uh, Ian Martin, who now handles the drops for us, does a terrific job. Uh, and you've got something to say. You were partying with Ian and his dad on Independence Day. His dad's here with us hanging out. Hey, Dad, can you say hi? Hi. There he is. Yes. <laughs> Why does he sound scared? He was on cue, though. He was right on it. Great job, Dad. Uh, and speaking of Winnebago, man, your hometown is called Winnebago? Uh, the county where uh, Forest City, Iowa, where uh, I was raised for about 10 years, uh, is in Winnebago County uh, by the Winnebago River. And is the home of the Winnebago factory. No way. Yeah. Huh. And now, Mr. Martin, do you live there now in Iowa still? No. I'm, I'm two towns down the road from that now. Oh, so you're not in that town, but you are in the state of Iowa or no, different state? No, I'm in, I'm in the state of Massachusetts. Oh, Mass. Yeah, Jim loves to hear that. <laughs> we already talked about oh, it. Oh, yeah? yeah? About being <laughs> living in Mass? Yeah cheering for the pats but yeah. uh, true we did party we ripped it up july 4th so tell us all about this you uh, you were back here you, you went out uh, ian and our good friend ryan brumley a production assistant of ours uh, had a big bash yeah we went to, uh, went to the beach we broed it up we played some v-ball did you Bo- really play volleyball did you play some v-ball we did yeah my Dan. team went undefeated i had cam you, you had like a tournament well, he just played as he went along. See, that's garbage. As someone who, <laughs> as someone who actually played volleyball, that's the worst. Well, Volleyball's the a... worst sport to play with a large group of people who don't know how to play volleyball. There were several people that were uh, falling down without even going for the ball, so that that also added to the game. Right. Uh, a few drinks in too, you know. My <laughs> understanding: a couple things. Uh, Buried the kegs, right, Ian? Kegs are buried. Yeah, we had a bit of an overnight operation. Buried the kegs under cover of darkness. So this baffled me. I showed up and I saw people. Pouring drinks from a keg 
out of the sand. I'm like, right. what What the hell is going on here? And then they revealed that they buried four kegs. So I'm trying to wrap my head around this. I'm like, oh, so there must be some cooling device installed right, right, in right. the sand. Some, I, packs of ice surrounding right. uh, underneath the earth. No. 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 Just, That's just hoping for the cool the earth's wet core. wet sand. Yeah. Right. I, it's and was the beer coldish? It was cold esque, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was better than you thought. And we we saran wrapped a few ice packs around each ones as well. Okay. Dan? No, no, it was cold. My beer that I purchased uh, at a store one block from the beach and brought it from a refrigerated <laughs> right. area. Yeah. To the beach was colder. Another issue I understand uh, was the the washroom facilities, the restroom facilities for those of us here in America. Yeah, the, uh, the it's about five blocks up to the nearest restroom. I saw somebody pull a, they, they looked like they had passed out drunk, and they were just laying down. Apparently, I think they just put their uh, penis in a hole that they had dug, <laughs> and oh. it just laid down and then covered up the sand. Actually, I like that idea. That, you can pretend to be sunbathing. I think, Rich, what do you think? I would do it. I've See, done it that, a lot growing up. Really? Yeah. Really? So you just a dig thing. a hole in the sand yeah. and then pee into the sand? Or not even dig a hole, but just lay your body on the sand. But oh. don't you pee all, doesn't the pee get all over your, like, mm. your, your, um, I don't know what. It's already dirty, right? It's the sand, like you're already sweating. The, yeah. the other move, people just go into the ocean. Yeah, and I was, they I was back to say nature. That. No, I, I, I'm all for that. But what about the ladies? Did, were they just squatting over the ocean? No, they, they, you have to just go in, dive in, yep. and then squat down. Pretend you're yourself. refreshing yourself. Right. Oh, this. here I am giving myself a bath. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but I guess the, the only solution really is you'd have to bring a, a porta potty, right? You'd have to rent a porta potty. I don't think you can put those on the get beach. it in the, out of there. I think we underutilized the empty kegs in that situation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where How were you, right? See, why didn't you show up? Because I was in Canada, the greatest country in the world, for uh, a little wedding, uh, Indian wedding on uh, Friday, and I decided I'm going to stay a few extra days. You're listening to the Jay and Dan podcast. They take Independence Day so seriously in the United States of America. I mean, the 4th of July is, would you say, guys, as Americans, it's the third most important holiday after Thanksgiving and the holiday season? Or is it more important than Thanksgiving and, quote unquote, the holiday season? It's my favorite holiday. Because you Fourth don't have to buy July. gifts or it's, anything? Yeah, right. It's just, you just, just day drinking in summer, like right. in America. That's all you need. Right. I'm probably putting Easter and Christmas as the top two. Two. And then maybe Thanksgiving fourth or fourth Thanksgiving. So, okay. Right? All right. I mean, well, Easter and Christmas are religious holidays, so they're not necessarily exclusive to America. Right. So as far as the right. country is concerned, I would say that the 4th of July is first and then maybe Thanksgiving. Wow. Yeah, wow. I would agree. July okay. the 4th, always a special place in my heart because three years ago to That's the day, right. I crossed over from Calgary. I left the Calgary Stampede and flew down to L.A. <laughs> for the first time on July the 4th. Yeah, I came over July 3rd. So we've been here three years. We've How been about? in America for three years. Um, it's been nothing but but a screaming success the whole time. And uh, I like to think that uh, this was a good decision for us to come down here. Hey, our, our uh, boss who brought us down, Eric Shanks, just paid a, a visit before the podcast. That's got to be good news, right? Absolutely. Eric's such a good guy, and I can't wait till he locks us in for another 10-year deal. <laughs> Eric? Oh, he's not here anymore. Eric? <laughs> you there? But no. <laughs> By the way, he asked if I was going to UFC 200. I'm like, yeah, yeah. emailed uh Heather, uh, <laughs> who works at Fox for a ticket, he's like, yeah, you got to get on those tickets. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's not, so he's not going to give you any of his. No, t- I think he was referring, uh, re- 
implying that I should be purchasing my tickets. Yeah, uh, that's, I don't see you ever doing that ever for any. <laughs> no, event. We did. You won ninety nine. Oh yeah, we did do that for one ninety nine. How could I forget that? Um, but very quickly, um, in Canada, like I was there for Canada Day, as were you. Yeah, uh, I was downtown Toronto. Uh, the streets were empty, so people were, were off because everyone had the day off. But I didn't see a lot of ga- the gatherings. I didn't see a lot of celebration. People love Canada, but they don't go hardcore into Canada Day the way the USA goes into the 4th of July. Would you agree? Is that a fair I, assessment? I had fireworks. We, uh... No, no, but, but generally. like Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not... I don't know. We're not quite as gung-ho about it, and I don't know why. It's in smaller pockets. Like, if you went to Ottawa, it's a massive party. It's massive, yes. Yes, it's big there. But if you went to downtown Toronto, I think people were just as excited to just have the day off and stay home. Didn't they used to have a big concert July 1st at the hip headline in Barrie every year? Didn't they always have that uh, on July 1st? Uh, yeah, I think you might be right. Yeah, I think you might be right, but uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah, it was a good time up there. Good time, good time. Um, we got to uh, make a quick phone call to a good friend who uh, we saw last week uh, here in Los Angeles. Who's that? Uh, well, you're about to find out. And uh, he spent the entire week in Laguna Beach. He and his wife, uh, they, they were there for the whole week just hanging out. And he said, if I was living in Los Angeles, that's where I'd want to live. Yeah, I don't think Peter quite understands... <laughs> First of all, I don't think Peter drives. No. So I don't think he fully understands that that is a commute from hell. Yes. That would be a hellish commute to come from Laguna Beach. However, they do have a Timu Solani steakhouse there. He did take a picture. Did he eat at it? That's what we're going to find out. Peter Schreger is uh, about to join us on the line here from his uh, Brooklyn mansion. Peter Schreger, our NFL insider, who you can follow on Twitter, at P Schrags. It's P-S-C-H-R-A-G-S. Yeah, there's no seven on the end. There is no seven. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> who, who is who is seven? Maybe no, that was Taggart else. seven. Taggart, Taggart seven. Oh, uh, right, 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 right. Peter Schrager back in uh, NYC after a, a big California vacation. Are the batteries recharged? The batteries are fully recharged. I am a happy guy. I'm back in New York where it's hell. It's 100 degrees. It's, there's no pretty people like there were in California where you guys live. And everyone's angry in New York. Uh, that, that West Coast is very special, guys. And, and it's that humidity in New York. So you, just, you leave your place mm-hmm. and you, you have swamp ass immediately. Well, the swamp ass is one thing, but you also have the front ass and the back ass mm-hmm. and everything, your entire body. And, Jay, I think you would know this. You know, it just starts from the, you know, the top of your neck and then mm-hmm. it drips all the way down. And it's just really gross. And that's just New York City in the summer. you got to deal with it. Well, I was, Dan and I were just in Toronto. It's exactly the same weather. It was so f***ing humid. And I was staying with friends in, like, an 85-year-old house. And I think, like, they were used to the humidity, whereas I've been babied by California. And so I was not. So they'd shut off the air conditioning at night. And I remember just lying there like Colonel Kurtz oh. in Apocalypse Now. Like, please yep. turn on the f- air conditioning. Yep. I just want some air conditioning. I know it's I'll, here. I'll tell you, I was in Laguna Beach, which is in Orange County. I don't know anything from Adam when it comes to California. To me, it's all Los Angeles. It's all the Hollywood sign. It's all man's Chinese theater. But I was in this Laguna Beach, which they said was going to be, you know, oh, it's 90 degrees, whatever. It was a perfect 75 degrees mm-hmm. every day. It's the greatest secret in the world. And I'm walking down the street. Sorry, that's New York City. We got alarms going off, sirens. Don't Sorry. care. Anyway, uh, I'm walking down the street in, uh, in Laguna Beach, and there's Timu Solani's Steakhouse. Yeah, steakhouse. Yes. 
Yes. And I'm, and I'm like, what an American dream is this? This guy's a Finnish hockey player yeah. who has a, an American steakhouse that was thriving. I mean, that seems like such a total no-brainer that, you know, okay, here comes this athlete going to open a steakhouse that's going to bomb out and fail. He's long retired. There was a line to get into Timu Solani's wow. steakhouse. It is doing very well. Wow. I'm seeing, and that's so true, Shregs. I mean, the list of athlete restaurants that are not doing well, unfortunately, and I know he won't mind us talking about it because he talked about it to us, Frank Thomas's uh, sports bar in Chicago, he regrets opening that sports bar. Uh, does he? I thought that does well. I see him tweeting about it. He, I'm excited about he, that. He said, he said he wished he hadn't opened it because it's a lot of work to open a restaurant. And, it's a lot and, of stress. It's a lot of stress. And, and and it might do and well on Friday thing, and Saturday, but maybe a Monday yeah. is like dead, right? And Jay, I mean, you're talking, okay, if you want to open a sports bar and put Frank Thomas's name on it, fine. If you want to do the All-Star Cafe where it was, I think, Gretzky and a few other guys here in New York City, fine. Those are sports bars. Timu Solani Steakhouse was like an yeah. upscale, like Mastro's, like uh, Del Frisco's type place. I was blown away. I said, this is the, the American dream personified. This guy is a Finnish hockey player who probably showed up in America playing for the Winnipeg Jets, yes. comes to the, you know, doesn't know anything about anything, and has a successful restaurant in Orange County, the top 1%, fascinated by that business. Well, I'll say this, Shregs, it, it's a testament to how popular Timu is in Orange County. Like, like people in Orange County, the Ducks absolutely love him so much. He's such a huge part of that franchise, and it's almost like, you know how Jordan was able to open a steakhouse in Chicago yeah. and have it be successful? I mean, it's just iconic personalities like that. Those are the only ones who could possibly open a place like that and have it actually be successful. So I think that's tremendous. So I guess the what we've concluded by all this conversation, Shregs, is that you and your beautiful wife are about to move out to Laguna Beach permanently. Uh, when does this move happen? It's funny you say that. So we talked to Guy A. Bear, and we spoke to Teppo Newman, and we're going to... Oh, we're going to open a steakhouse right next door to Timu Solani, and we're going to knock it out. I mean, that's it. So, look, uh, if Paul Correa called me tomorrow and said we're doing a steakhouse, maybe I would move out there. But as of now, I'm bitching about New York, but this is just a tough couple weeks. We get through it. I love New York. I love the Olive Garden here in Times Square. Everything is great in New York. I'm going to stay put. I'm going to stay put. Do you do the U.S. Open at all? I love the U.S. Open. I probably go four to five days out of the two-week experience. Uh, it's an amazing, amazing day at, like, a tennis arena, which, you know, you blow your eyes at tennis, but it's people watching, it's tennis, it's drinking. It's a great way to spend an afternoon in New York. Uh, our own Milos Raonic is in the semifinals of Wimbledon. How, if I'm about to go to England in two weeks. How great would it be when, when people see my Canadian passport and Raonic has won Wimbledon? They'll, they'll just be carrying me on, on their shoulders. Yes. Everyone's going to know. Like, you're going to walk in and they're going to be like, wow, Canada, is that the home of Milos Raonic? Yes, that's, that's the home. Uh, I'll say this. You'll appreciate this. So we stayed at a fancy resort when we were in Laguna Beach. And, yeah, you, uh, you know, it's like a big, we were excited all things. First day, though, Jay, we get there, and there's a conference for some, like, real estate convention going on, and we show up to the pool, and you guys will appreciate it because you know my temper and my patience to think. Show up at the pool. We can't get a seat at the pool. Paying a lot of money to be there. You got guys drinking out of funnels, beers, and there's guys smoking cigars, and not my kind of scene. I demanded a free night at the hotel. They did not give me that free night, and we just stayed, and I just... I just gritted my teeth the entire time at the conventioners. <laughs> oh, How long were they there, Shregs? They were there to Wednesday, but, like, it's funny. Uh, you know, we strategically plan it. Like, all right, they're gone Wednesday, 10 a.m., they'll check out, so we'll go into town on Tuesday. Or we'll go, to, we'll go shopping on Monday. Like, but these conventioners, if I see any of them again in public, I swear I will get into words with them because, 
what they did was, and I think everyone can appreciate this, they're this crew of people, probably 100 deep. They would wake up at 6 a.m., run down to the pool, throw down a magazine on a oh, chair, the and then worst. not be there all day. This is maddening. This is the kind of stuff that Shrags, what the hell? Absolutely insane. Did they Shrags, not have any meetings? Insane. Did they not have any meetings? Why are they at the pool the whole time? They were never at the pool, Dan, but their, but their bags and their magazines were. They were like bull guarding it, so they would throw their crap down, mm. and then we'd get in the, the pool boy would be like, sorry, you know, I'm 16 years old at Laguna High. I'm trying to get high and go, you know, the beach later. He's not going to kick anyone out. So that was that was my gripe. So even on the most relaxing, amazing, idyllic vacation, I lost my I lost my head. Shrags, that's where you you uh, start to internal fights in that company. You just uh, check out a name tag and you say, "Hey, you hear what Tom said about you?" Not yeah, good. yeah, uh, yeah. The Atlanta branch is really sniping at the Charlotte. Branch. <laughs> yeah. This is this is it. Like we gotta we gotta cut down on it. Uh, but this, this California life you guys live. I saw oh, both yeah. of you when we were out there. Both of you look great. You got great cans. Everything's great over there. Um, I got to tell you, the summer in California is something special. It's pretty awesome. I will say this right now, and I know you are a huge CFL fan, a big Bombers fan. Your Bombers have not started the season well, <laughs> but Colin Coward had something to say about Canadian football this morning on the herd. Uh, let's let's have a listen to that. I got to tell you something. A couple days ago, I was watching a Canadian football league game. <laughs> Why? I know, and for the first time in my life, I was like. I'm actually interested in the CFL. Yes! And I was like, wow. Football is now such a part of my life. Uh, the break I need from it, just give me like two months of NBA. I'm ready to go with football. Did you bet well, on the guys. game or something? No, I, I was watching it. And, you know, the funny thing about Canadian football, Canadians are adorable. Uh, but they really think their football is better than ours. Oy, it's it's a goofy game. Everybody's in motion all the time. Like, you literally break the huddle and people just run in different directions. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah that's it. <laughs> that is the CFL. Yeah, yeah, run I'll in different directions. Colin, Colin is one of the smartest, uh, biggest thinkers when it comes to, like, just being able to analyze things. And he's got something that I have. It's a sickness. He loves football. I love football. I watched the CFL. I was on vacation in the most perfect place possible, and I watched a CFL game. I was watching it on ESPN, too. I got sucked in. So Colin is not wrong. Everyone wants football. I don't care what form it is. I just wish he wasn't stealing my – that was my thing here in America, that I was the Canadian Football League fan. No, you're still the king of Canadian football in America. But he had a point that I think you uh, really liked in that, that, in a sense, American sports now is nine months of the NFL, three months of the NBA, and that's it? Well, the irony, Jay, is that the three months, there's only one month of actual NBA bath. No one watches the first round of the playoffs. I couldn't tell you what the Detroit Pistons-Cavs series is like. It's just from the divisional round through the NBA draft and then the, uh, the extra two weeks of free agency because unlike the NFL, NBA, the season ends, the next week there's a draft and then it's yeah. right into free agency. So it's this really compact thing. Now, the NFL, they spread it out over nine months. So it's not even the basketball. I don't think I'll ever watch a Warriors game in the regular season. I'm in bed by that time. I can't be up watching that. <laughs> but playoff basketball, I jump right on. And Shregs has got me a, a new summer show. He tweeted oh, yeah. about it last week. It's the uh, the Arizona Cardinals mm. year in review. It's on Amazon Prime. It's called uh, All or Nothing. I watched the first episode last night. Uh, very cool. I didn't know Amazon was doing shows. <laughs> yeah, it's actually an interesting story. So it's NFL Films produced, but Amazon, I believe, was the high bidder. And guys, it, they spent thousands of hours with the Arizona Cardinals last year. They had all the NFL Films cameras, they had all the audio, and it's pretty, I mean, raw access. And they made an eight-hour eight, eight, eight hour show, and it's over eight episodes. And I, look, it's a dead time for sports right now. I mean, I'm not knocking 
our broadcast partner's baseball. But aside from the All-Star game, I can't imagine myself watching much uh, the summer, uh, you know, the midsummer classic. Beyond that, I've got nothing else really to, to go for until playoffs. This is something to hold you over until the NFL training camp. What? All or nothing is very good. What else does Amazon Prime have? Do they have movies? I think they, they've, do. Got they've got TV got shows. shows. They've Trans- got a show called Transparent. Transgend- Transparent. Oh, which yeah. Was a big Emmy winner. They have one right? called Mozart in the Jungle with the great Jason Schwartzman, which is oh, and very popular. Gail Garcia Bernal. He's yep. in that and show. And that's all I yep. got for you. And okay. I think you can also order diapers there. I don't yeah, know what yeah, it was Amazon Prime Pantry. We get uh, yeah. we get our diapers. We get everything from Amazon Prime. We yeah. don't. That's brick that's and mortar is dying. It's over, <laughs> Shregs. Rick and goodbye, Blockbuster Video. <laughs> uh, Shregs, uh, go have yourself a humidity-fighting shower, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. I'm going to leave you with one. I always like to give Jim one to just to just roll off of. I'm sure you've already done six degrees or something, uh, but I'm going to leave it. I'm going to say it, and then I'm going to get off. I want to hear if Jim has a connection to the band. Quiet Riot. Quiet oh, Riot. We've never had that. We're not going to take it. Yes. Yeah. Just to explain, this is our this is our award-winning uh, engineer, Engineer Jim, and we find his connection to some great bands. Yeah, so my connection to Quiet Riot is actually through uh, the bass players in the band that they've had. Uh, Chuck Wright, who's a good friend of mine, I've worked with him a lot, and he's played with Alice Cooper and a bunch of other bands, and he is the original bass player on uh um metal health metal uh, health yeah. what a um, metal oh, health great album cover. Oh, great yeah. album what cover. an iconic on, cover on bang your head he's the original bass player rudy sarzo gets credit for being the bass player on that was album rudy with ozzy was, was he with ozzy by then or what uh no rudy so rudy played on the other songs on that record he just didn't okay. play on that song and then he left to go play with ozzy and uh, I think that was around the time Randy Rhodes, Randy was in Quiet Riot before Ozzy. Wow. And uh, I think he might have been the original guitar player. In any event, Rudy left to go with him. And then I wound up working with Rudy on a couple other bands since then. One of them was Whitesnake. Wow. Wow. Man. David so, Coverdale. Unreal. Yes. Lake Tahoe. Yes. Yep. So, Hanging out in Tahoe. Yeah. Uh, back to Quiet Riot. Their big song was Bang Your Head. Well, there's that, but we're not, we're not going to take it. it. And Girls Rock Your Boys, all yeah. that one. Girl, yeah. Come on, rock feel the noise. Wow. Come on, yeah. feel the noise. That's oh, wait, we're not, we're not going to take it was Twisted Sister. Sorry. Yeah, Come that on, was, feel. That was, D. Schneider. That was not them. That was yeah. D. Schneider Co- with his blonde hair. Yeah, that's that right. Come on, feel the noise is what we're thinking yeah. of. That was yeah. it. Now, Come on, feel the noise was a cover, though. I don't know about that, I don't think so. No? No, was that an original one? So uh, there's a great documentary that they've been showing on, uh, I think it's Showtime, of Quiet Riot. Oh, yeah? Yeah, really? it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, you should uh, check lead it out. Singer, I want to say lead singer recently overdosed last couple years, right? Uh, it's been a, it's been a uh, Kevin Dubrow. Kevin Dubrow. Yeah. yeah. So are they, are they still performing or are they done? Uh, the, it, the documentary is phenomenal. It's documented since... Uh, he passed away. He's been dead now for a number of years. I don't know. Maybe. Well, I was just going to say, come on, feel the noise. Slade. That's who did Slade. it originally. Oh, yep. Slade. In 73. That was way back in 73 they wow. wrote that. Wow. And it was a big wow. hit. And then Quiet Riot had a, a, as big of a hit with it in 83. Right. And then Oasis. If, you ever, if you're ever online... 
They do a great cover of it. I, really? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oasis? Yeah, I have to check that out. You got to check that out. It's a good one. But uh, check out the Quiet Riot documentary. More it's summer like here. Viewing. It's called like Quiet Riot Here Today, Gone Tomorrow, mm-hmm. or something like that. It's it's really really good. I love that. Interesting. Yeah, I love, love it, that. guys. Thanks for thanks for letting me throw one out there. I'll I, I'll, I'll I'll hang up and listen. I love that's, it. Uh, Shrek's great job. Our NFL insider Peter Schrager. He's a he's a man uh, about town. He's into everything. Um, is he ever? Um, now our guest. Uh, this is very exciting. All, all the way. Not our guest. Our guest not here. Not here yet. He's oh, okay. I um, just saw someone outside. So I... we have to. Uh, we have to uh, discuss my RV trip. Yes, uh, I can't by believe the way, we haven't gotten into by this. By the way, when I landed in Canada, uh, I'm walking by elevators at Pearson uh, International, uh, and I see a gentleman talking into his wrist. I'm uh, like, what? He's security for someone, and I take a second glance. Stephen Harper, former prime minister, was uh, was there waiting to get on an elevator. Now, you said you were in a rush. You didn't have time to stop. I, I had Say, to get hey, my Harpsy. Timmy. No, I, I get my Timmy steep tea, and then I get the hack. Out of there. But you didn't stop and be like, Harpsy, what's up, bud? Thanks for the tweet when we left the country, all that I was stuff. Go- I regretted it, but I'm like, ah, I want to see my girls. So yeah, I, I was. So tell us about the RV. This is tremendous. I would do it yeah. again in a second. It's uh, we, we wondered about the condition it would be in. We were the second people to ever use it. Oh, oh awesome. Wow. That yes. helps Score. a lot. Smelt Score. brand new. Oh, first, yeah. person, on it. first person to use it. Stephen Harper. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nice. uh, The uh, the only rule I gave the girls, I said no number twos. Uh, I broke that rule on the last day. Really? Number two. Because I had to return the thing, and I was dropping them off, and I'm like, I'm not going to a, a rest stop. I'm not going anywhere else. I'm like, girls, I'm breaking the rule. It's the last day. And so, but then you had to clean it, right? Well, no, it just goes in the holding tank. I don't have to do anything with it. So you, so you just left, you just left your shit in there and nice. they said, no. thanks for the RV. It doesn't just sit in there. It goes <laughs> thanks, into a guys. toilet. It goes into a toilet. Oh, Thank, thanks, yeah. everybody. Have fun cleaning my Because they don't make the a rule. They don't say don't crap in No, here. I mean, you have yeah. every right to shit in your own RV if you And, uh, it. yeah, it's, it's great. Pooping on wheels. You know, it reminds me of that, that Robin Williams movie, RV, where he's with his family and the crap just gets... I, see, I didn't even know yeah. that was a movie, but Dan said... Uh, yeah, my uh, my daughter, uh, she she watched that before, my oldest daughter, Sydney, and then um, she kept she couldn't really wrap her head around the fact that he killed himself. That's the first she's yeah. ever heard of someone. She's like, "He? did you know he did this? I'm like, yeah. She goes, why? I'm like, I, I don't know. Uh, That's a how about one. those trees out yeah, there? How about, yeah. Yeah. Those how about daddy taking a shit in this thing? <laughs> huh? How about that? Uh, we've got to mention it. But I would project. highly recommend it. Canada, beautiful, and... Uh, Traveled on the, this is very Ontario, Toronto-centric, but traveled on the new 407 extension uh, that goes through Durham. One problem, the highway ends. The, it just ends, so everyone has to get off the highway at the same time, so it was about a two-kilometer backup. Um, so this, they got to figure that out. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. We're about to have an even better time, Dan, because Nick Wright is here. Nick Wright. Right. Come, Come on, Nick. Come on, Nick yes. Wright. Come on in here. How are you? Good to see you. Uh, I want to redo my handshake. You did a, a quick grasp on Let's me. Let's do so it again. There, there yeah. we go. Because sometimes people do that. I know, and, and then like, you feel you went emasculated. Over and you, you went over time. Is that like, like uh, who used to say when that happens? Oh, Ephraim. If I ever did that with him, he's like, oh, you're trying to show your dominance. Oh, really? <laughs> you're trying to show your dominance. <laughs> well, so here's and the I'd thing. always have to go in like this. So my Ephraim. question is this. If someone, so try to shake my hand. If I go like this. Right. 
you stay with it. You, the thing is, you can never change because no. then if I change and then you change and you yeah. go fist and now we're doing now this we're doing and that. it's awful. Now we're playing rock. Paper, someone scissors. just has to hold their ground. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Thank you, know, you guys. A, for, then it's go. an awkward bro greeting. Exactly. Our good friend Dontrell Willis, he does side bump. He does that. Oh, that? No, no, no. Just Bash the Brothers? Oh, just okay. That. He doesn't do Bash Brothers. Just side bump. Is it like fist. a germaphobe thing? No, it's just it's his like style. Like Howie, Howie Mandel? Just this is really cool for me. Thank you, guys. Oh, Nick. Thanks. I've been admirers from afar for since way before I worked with the company. So, from when you guys were in Canada and when you guys first came over. So to be able to sit with you guys and do this. This is like legitimately really, really cool for me. So Absolutely. thank you guys. It's awesome to have We're you. We're big on. fans of you. Uh, tell our predominantly Canadian viewers uh, your your story in in a nutshell. All right, uh, I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. So in I mean just the like the dead center of the country. Yep. Mm-hmm. Grew up there. Uh, dad's a firefighter. Mom's a businesswoman. And did you grow up L- a big KC sports fan? I you? grew up a Royals and Chiefs fan and a New York Knicks basketball fan because Kansas City didn't have a team. Yep. And my mom was from New York and I just kind of adopted them. Went to college at Syracuse, which is close to Canada, I guess. And Donovan McNabb. Uh, yeah, Donovan McNabb, Marvin Harrison, uh, you know, Carmelo Anthony. But I got there. I got there the Three months after Carmelo had won the title with Syracuse. Right. So right. I missed it. Uh, went back to Kansas City after college, did radio for five years, then did radio in Houston for four, and now for the last three months have been working with Fox. So how do you like it so far? It's been great. It's yep. been awesome. Yeah, I love I, – I, if, if you'd asked any of my college friends or any of my basically friends when I was first getting into the business what I wanted to do, I always – and this sounds cliche, but it's 100% true – I always said I want to live in L.A., and do what I'm doing, and so that always meant basically working for Fox. Like, when you're young, you're like, Fox, ESPN, I think a lot of people want ESPN, but I knew if I want to be out west, it's Fox, and as I got older, that seemed to be a little more freedom maybe out here, and so I'm super excited. My wife's family's from Northern California, and my daughter wants to be an actress, and oh, so perfect. it's a great place. I don't to know if that's a good in. idea, Nick. I don't think you should let her do that. I wouldn't, you know, it's funny. I wouldn't let her, like, if right, she's 11 years old. If right now, today, she does plays and acting stuff, if Disney Channel said, and this obviously isn't going to happen, but if they said to her, we want to base it, like make her the star of a show, I wouldn't let her do it. Now, no. you, you give her one of every four checks. You what? pocket no, that's Yeah, yeah, you, you pocket that. 25% yeah, 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 Ken, we're, we're to it away for you. We're yeah, I just college feel like, fun. I feel like human beings are not built, I, any human being is not built to be famous. I right. think it's a it's a cultural shock that most people don't deal well with, and I think children especially, it's almost a guaranteed recipe for failure if you're yeah, super famous stars, at a young age. But th- which is why the ones who do make it out and do okay always amaze me. And actually, that brings me back to LeBron James. Yeah, because he's a child star right? who's never had a meltdown. That's what I mean. That's why I'm always amazed that people are so hard on him, because all he did was, from the age of 12, the entire nation knew who he was, that he was going to be the next Jordan or whatever, and all he's done since then is not f*** it up, Le- right? Except for one thing, the decision. That the, was the, it. Oh, and yeah. even that was a minor f*** up. Right. You know what I mean? Like He the, still donated millions three to million the dollars, and, and so the LeBron thing's so interesting to me, because... He was the most hyped prep athlete ever. He has somehow exceeded that hype. But it's not just that. LeBron's, and I'm not talking out of school here, LeBron's mother was a drug addict. His father doesn't exist. Not in the way as, uh, it's like a deadbeat dad. Nobody, he, he doesn't know the mom. Nobody knows who his dad is. He's from a horrifically impoverished, crime-ridden area. And all he's done is marry the mother of his kids, never get in trouble, empower all his friends he came up and he said hey but guys 
here's what I'm going to do with my money. I'm putting you through school so you guys can be my circle. So I don't have to worry about people stealing from me. We are going to create general generational wealth for us. And his biggest screw-up is the way he announced a free agent decision, which, right. by the way, as I'm on July 3rd and July 4th feverishly checking my phone, I was thinking, you know what would be nice? <laughs> if Kevin Durant said, this time, this date, I'm announcing <laughs> right, it. Right, right. And yeah. then... He was arrogant at a at a pep rally. The point of which is to be arrogant. Like yeah. those are his two big mistakes, and people kill him. I mean, he's I'm biased. He's my favorite athlete ever, but I think he has handled himself the way we would want all of these athletes. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And he drives a Kia. Yeah, <laughs> and he drives a Kia, and he really does drive it. No, I it, that's I think that's why I've never quite understood the vitriol toward this guy. Yeah, and I wonder if it's just guy. a product of the times. You know what I mean? Like if he had played back in the Jordan era, no internet, no Instagram, no, no you know self promotion, none of that. You just play, and that's kind of the end of it. Do commercials, right? Maybe then, maybe it would have been different. Maybe maybe people wouldn't be so so angry. I, I, I don't think know. I I don't know. I think there's a lot that goes into it. I think some of it is because he is so physically gifted. People assume the rest of it's easy. You know what I mean? Because he's so big, and at one point in time, he was probably simultaneously the strongest guy in the league and the fastest guy in the league. And so when those things happen, I think people. It's like rooting for Goliath. But because of that, it what it's discounted is he also was one of the most unselfish, and I think he's probably, from a basketball IQ point perspective, the smartest player of the modern era. So he checked all those boxes. I also think it's you if a lot of it I believed was for the first time Jordan fans and then to a lesser extent Kobe fans had a guy they were legitimately threatened by. Right. And they were like, Oh man, this guy's coming. And I've got to find ways to tear him down because he's threatening my favorite player ever. And I might be like that one day. If in 20 years there's some kid that I'm like, oh, hold on, I want to be able to say my guy was the greatest player ever. So, you know, maybe I'll turn into the old hater. I don't know. But I think a lot of it was Jordan fans, Kobe fans threatened by what he represented. On the other side of the border, same can be said about Sidney Crosby. People hate him. He's never done anything wrong. Yeah, no, that's true. I don't and, know again, people... and another great example of someone, I remember hearing about Sidney Crosby when he's going to Shattuck St. Mary's, that prep school. Yeah. Um, people were talking about him. He's the next Gretzky. He's the next Gretzky. And, again, draft the number one overall. He's got two cups. He's never really been in trouble right. ever. Has, has he ever done anything? I've Nothing. never. Yeah, he's guys, in Tim Hortons commercials. <laughs> right. You guys obviously know a lot more about hockey than I do. But I follow it enough to know he's never done anything it, bad. It doesn't, and it doesn't seem like he's been a bad guy, no, or that he's done any of this but stuff. People but people get on and they like, oh, he's always complaining, he's oh, right. whining, right, right. Like, right. like well, you look for something, right? It was the same when Gretzky played. When Gretzky yeah. would would talk to the refs, and people would perceive that as him being like, you know, entitled, working obviously. the angles. Yeah, working the angles. Same with Sid. That's the only thing that people. So I guess people always have to have something to complain about, yeah, right? Yeah. People yeah. can't just. Jordan was like the one guy that was. It's so funny how, like, after Jordan retired and the gambling and all yeah, that stuff came out. If he out, was alive during Twitter. No, he's, he's alive. <laughs> if he played during still Twitter, alive, but, he would have got eviscerated because he right. was not a good well, guy. He's not a good guy. Jordan had legitimate things to criticize him about. Right. I mean, not stuff that bothers me because I don't really think it's my business, but Jordan was a notorious philanderer. Jordan was a guy that, we it's legend now, but would stay up. All night gambling before playoff games. He there were a lot of things where you had real reason to criticize the guy, but the other thing that was different is 
because it's not just social media, but because of the way media has changed. Back then, if Jordan cut you off, you I mean, you might lose your job, right? Like if you're reporting yep. on the Bulls right. and Jordan has x you out of access, what use are you? So Jordan held the hammer because there was a few people that did report negatively on him or did a story he didn't like, and they were blacklisted. So I think he held that type of power that's just different today. And he uh, wore a Hitler mustache in a Hanes commercial. <laughs> how do you do that? That's a good how, one. How is someone not seeing that and say, are you sure you want to go with that? It's a that? testament and, to how much people loved him. They and, just overlooked it. And acid-washed jeans in 2012, oh, yeah. and nobody cared. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of bad a lot fashion of, choices. A lot of bad fashion <laughs> hey, choices. Can we go back to Houston and KC for a second? Sure. Who has better barbecue? Oh, it's not even close. It's Kansas City. Right. Yeah. Like, Texas barbecue, people will get mad at me, but I just... Not only is it not better than Kansas City, I don't think it's particularly good. Wow. Like, and that's just, it's just, this is coming from, so Kansas City Barbecue is all about sauce. Right. It, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it pulled pork and ribs and the sauce. Texas Barbecue, it's very dry, and it's about brisket and stuff that to me is just not as appealing. Like, I think Kansas City Barbecue is the best barbecue Bar none nationwide, but it's a very different type of and, type of meal than you get elsewhere. Like in all the regions of America, have you know the Carolinas have the vinegary yep. based, right? And Casey is more tomato based yep. barbecue sauces. I guess Texas argument would be, well, we're just letting the flavor of the meat. Exactly out, right? right. That that is the argument, but it's a terrible argument because it doesn't taste. <laughs> as good. It I just love, doesn't taste as good. I love how Casey. Most of the places, they don't try to uh, fancy it up. Like, you walk in, they wrap it up in paper and just throw it at they you. They yell at you. They wrap it up in paper. <laughs> it's aggressive. You need to know what you want. Uh, yes, it is. And they, a, they, it's they an serve experience. it on Wonder Bread. Yes, exactly on- <laughs> right. There's not There's. Uh, there's not going to be uh, cloth, tablecloths. You know what I mean? Right. No, it's going to be a real barbecue joint experience. I, I remember when, was it the Sprint Center that they built yeah. in KC a few years ago? And there was always going to be a place that... If an NHL team was going to move somewhere, they yep. were going to go there. Would that have made any no. sense whatsoever? I I happen to think not. I happen to think building... So they built that stadium and it rejuvenated downtown. No one is downtown. But the but there's no team. Yeah, it's, I, it's a beautiful stadium that the anchor tenant, when I lived there, was an arena football team. Why is the NBA in Kansas City? I don't, I don't know. Kansas City... So here's the thing. Kansas City's weird in that. It's a huge basketball city, but it's only college basketball. Right. Now, part of that is just, like, old-fashioned Midwestern racism. Like, we'll watch basketball, but there's got to be at least 60% of the players have to be white or kind of white. Like, I mean, I, this NBA ball, they don't try, and they kind of scare. Like, that, I, I dealt with that a lot. I love college basketball. I hate the NBA. Well, that doesn't make a lot of sense. And so I think you're, you've got teams that people are already tied to in the Kansas Jayhawks and Missouri Tigers right. or K-State. I think the NBA could have worked. They had an NBA team, the Kansas City Kings, and they left in 81 or 82 before I was born. But the, I mean, I think it was AEG that built that stadium, and they kind of pulled one over on us. They said, listen, build us this stadium. We will then work on, we have the connections, we will get you a team. Right. And as soon as the stadium was built, they were like, peace, we got other stuff to do. <laughs> uh, and But it is a beautiful stadium, and it did help downtown. There's now like a... A bar district, and it, it is. Oh, there a, is. Okay, because so, when I was there at the end of the workday, it's a ghost town. No, no, no. So they they built something called the Power and Light District right across oh, yeah, the street. Oh yeah, yeah, right. You'd always hear about that with the Royals. Right. When the Royals would do well. And uh, and what's weird is Kansas City's become a big soccer town. 
Oh, yeah. So Sporting yeah. KC, which is actually in Kansas City, Kansas, which is – when people say I'm from Kansas City, they mean Missouri. So uh, the Chiefs, the Royals, the, the downtown, that's all, all in Missouri. Missouri. Kansas City, Kansas is a tougher area, but it also has the uh, racetrack, which is out there, mm-hmm. and then it has Sporting KC. And the other thing people don't know about Kansas City, there's six giant fully functioning casinos. Oh, toolsy. Yeah. Wait, Book time your call. flight. Time call. <laughs> Are dice games legal? Is yes. craps legal? Yes. Looks Everything's like, legal. Because in California, craps is not legal. I know. It's bizarre. So can, let me tell you real quick about the casinos in Kansas City. So just, it, it initially was this. Hey, it piqued my interest. There's the Missouri River. We should try to have riverboat cruises. Right, right. And so they were like, in order to do that, we got to have gambling. So they're like, all right, we're going to pass it, but it's only on riverboats. It's a two-hour cruise. And that's how we're going to do it. So they do that. And then, like, a year later, they're like, okay, should we, should we limit it to two hours? And they're like, okay, no, 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 no more two hours. And then this is all 100% true. And then a year later, they're like, listen, that river's kind of dangerous. <laughs> so, so what if it's still a boat, but it's docked? <laughs> and so they're like, okay, deal, fine. And then about a year later, they're like, hold on. If the boat's not actually going down a river, <laughs> does it actually have to be on the river? And they're like, okay, here's what you can do. The river just has to touch the casino. What? So they would buy these giant tracts of land, Amazing. build essentially a moat, and then have an enormous hotel casino. And now there's six of them. Amazing. None of them, they're called the river boats. But they're giant buildings that are miles from this the river. This is amazing. I love this, and I, I can guarantee you now, in fact, I'd like to introduce Fox Sports Kansas City's newest reporter, Dan O'Toole. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, and a fan down by the river. He will be there. Can you tell us, I think you might as well just break the news. Uh, you're going to have a big show on FS1. It's going to be a huge hit. Uh, you might as well just tell the nation what it is right now. I All have right. no Let idea. I have no idea. And okay. it's called? I have no idea. All I know and is... And it'll be on when? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is this. Uh, so I had a couple options. I really wanted to come out here. The management folks made it work. They moved me out here, and they're paying me, and they're paying me as if I were, I think, doing what you're saying, but as it is right now, what I'm doing is I go on with Colin a couple times a week, and I go on with you guys now, or I came on with you guys, and I don't know what I'll be doing a year from now. I hope that I am doing more, but I don't know what it'll be. And We don't know what we're going to be doing in a year either. No, listen, and this is a kind of time of flux, so to speak. I would say that's an understatement. Yeah, and so, and I obviously, the network has, like, big plans for things. Colin was the first domino. I think it's pretty clear what the second domino is going to be. Uh, Hopefully I'm one of those dominoes, but I, what is true is this, when they hired me, outside of Houston and Kansas City, nobody knew who the hell I was. And so, being able to go on with Colin, being able to come on with you guys, has been a great opportunity to where at least people outside of those two cities are like, hey, this guy's interesting, or this guy's an idiot, or I find, you know, I like his opinions. And so eventually I'll be doing more, but I don't know what it is. I gotta say, right, I think. I'm glad you're here. I, I, I'm you. glad you're here, and uh, you gotta come on the podcast more. You are awesome. Yeah, no, I, this is, uh, you know, I watch you guys, your show at night, and I, I tweeted about it the other yeah, day. You sent because, us a very nice very tweet. Kind no, of because you. so much of. So this is, so I'm a, ra- I was a radio guy forever, and this is my first full time television job. And so I came up listening to Colin. Right. And one of the things that attracted me, so to speak, to Colin was that so much of sports radio is cookie cutter. And Colin was always different. Even on stuff that I vehemently disagreed with him about, 
it's a different angle. And now we live in a world where there's so many options. Podcasts, sports television, regional sports television, national, all this stuff. And it's very, very rare that something is different. One thing that I think is super cool about our network is we have what I believe to be three flagpole things that are just different. Colin is just different than other sports radio. Katie Nolan is just different than any other show on te- or sports television. And you're, what you guys do is the best combination of, for my opinion, for my, I guess, uh, sensibilities, of guys that know what the hell they're talking about but aren't so taking themselves seriously. And and it's fun to watch. Like, it's a fun watch. So I appreciate it, guys. Uh, Ben, can you clip that off and send it to our agents? <laughs> done and done. Please just send that. I think they forgot who we were. Um, uh, two questions before you leave. Yeah. Uh, those kicks. Oh, these what, are. What kind of shoes are these? Let there's, me see. These, uh, these are Kobe's. Uh, wow. yeah, are you a shoe guy? Cool. Are you a I am a shoe guy? guy. I used to only, only wear Jordans. And my wife, who's a fashion designer and a personal shopper, she like basically said, "You're not buying any more Jordans. Like you, you have them all. You, you can them buy them for down. our son, but you're not buying any more Jordans." And so I was like, "Okay, I'll buy some Kobe's and some Durants." <laughs> and like, I are mean, you gonna get those uh, those Steph Curry's? No, 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 no. I'm not. And, I think those are so uncool. They they become cool. cool. Yeah. And the final question: How many times do they play the the uh, classic uh, song going back? To Houston in Houston. Oh, I like Dean Martin sings it. Everyone sings it. That's a that's a. Do they not play it a lot there? I, no, it's like one of my favorite. Um, tunes. You know what song they play a lot? Uh, if in Kansas City is the Kansas City version, which is Kansas City, Kansas City. I think it's a Sinatra song. Maybe Ooh. Dean Martin. I'm not sure. Nice. I, I'm terrible at music. I grew up listening to sports radio. Right. People listen to music in their car. I listen to sports radio. So like the, the uh, I David Bowie died. Yeah. And I'm like, I know the name, oh, but wow. I don't. You're like, you're like I Avril Lavigne. At no, least you said his name. I right. am. I. <laughs> he was in the police, right? Yeah. No, okay. but that's close. Why had it? No. Been Avril say his name. Bowie. I, she. I, I felt actually bad. Who for was her. in the police? Sting. 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 Yeah. Okay. All right. So I think I said on the radio. <laughs> When David Bowie died, how are the other policemen? And like, no. and I've been unmasked. Wow! So like, I'm not the I'm not the go to music guy. Okay. But but you're from, you just worked in a town, Houston, that is the home of maybe the most popular artist on the planet, Beyonce, the greatest living American. And so Beyonce, is it just like around Houston? It's just like photos and pictures. You know, it's it's not statues. as much as it should be. Listen, uh, it, I'm glad you have the right perspective on Beyonce. Because as I said in passing, and I'll say again, she's the greatest living American, and there are no other good nominees. I feel like, like she's the biggest star on the planet right yes. now. Well, so that's a good... Is she the single most famous person in the world? She's on the short list. I don't know list. if she's the most famous person in the world, because then you got to get into religion and the Pope and all those things. Yeah, but right? I, I think... right, Like, if you, if you just show someone a picture out of... I don't want to say costume, but like just a headshot. Right. So the, who would who, be recognized? Beyonce? Beyonce? Beyonce or LeBron? Beyonce, LeBron, President Obama. I was going to say, wouldn't the president be more recognizable okay, so, than so Beyonce? International. Pro, internet, yes, pro, but she's on the very short she's list. She's up there. She's yeah. on the very short list, and she, uh, no, I think she's I think she's amazing. Yeah. I think Houston absolutely, not only should Houston build a statue, 
I, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to that just being a thing nationwide. Shouldn't it just Beyonce say the welcome statues? sign? Welcome to Houston. Yonsei grew up. <laughs> right. <there>. Exactly right. <laughs> exactly. They we need to open up the Beyonce greatest, Museum. Right. We, this city produced the greatest living American. Makes sense okay, to me. Uh, Nick, what you got on that? Land of Lincoln? Yeah. This Come is on. This is the awkward part. You have to leave. Okay. Thank you, right. guys. It was a pleasure, it. Nick. Absolutely. Nick Wright, everybody. This uh, is terrific. What a guy. And his, uh, his Twitter Thanks, handle. Thanks, Nick. At... Uh, at get Nick Wright. There it At is. Get Nick Wright. Follow him on Twitter. Uh, we haven't mentioned um, who our uh, Canadian Wall of Fame. Oh yeah. Entrant is Sundown. You better take care. If I find you creeping down my back stairs, we have the. Speaking of creeping, we have the creepiest picture of Gordon Lightfoot I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, Jim, are, were, did you did you love Gordon Lightfoot, or do, are you a fan? Yeah. And yeah. do you yeah. have a connection? Love that. Any, I, any connection? I don't, no I don't. connection. He, I, but I grew up listening to the song. You know, the kid. Uh, the yeah. thing is, that I feel like I certainly did as a Canadian. Took him for granted a little bit, and uh, and now you know that I'm older and I listen to the, the songs are so amazing. They yeah. stand the test of time and the lyrics and really everything. Do. He still performs. He still does an annual Massey Hall show. Do you know that song Houston that I uh, mentioned? I do. I haven't eaten in about a week. Isn't, isn't and I Ray, know the Kansas uh, City uh, song he was singing? Too. I didn't know yeah, the Kansas yeah. City one. Didn't Ray Charles did a do? Was Ray Charles from Houston? Georgia. Yeah. Uh, Georgia on my mind? Sure. I think so. I think he's from down Georgia. There. But I, I equate Houston to ZZ Top. Yeah, right. I mean, that's the home of ZZ Trey, Top, man. Trey's Ombres. Yes, they're still touring, sir. right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're out this summer. Uh, we got to, uh, we have two sponsors this podcast. Uh, yes, we do. Rule number one of mandum. No matter what you do around the house, you're likely to screw it up. I don't need to tell you that. Your wife told me. What can I say? She talks. <laughs> anyway, I can help you smooth out pretty much anything. Just send flowers from thebooks.com. No woman or right mind would turn away a peace offering of Books flowers. Books flowers are grown at eco-friendly farms on the side of a volcano. Seriously, a volcano. Blooms are larger, colors more vibrant. It's a better soil and more sun at a lofty 10,000 feet. Yep, gorgeous flowers from thebooks.com, hand-delivered to your girl. Say, we're still good, right? And apologies, don't cost much at thebooks.com because books prices start at a mere 40 bucks. There are no upcharges, no extra fees. Even delivery is absolutely free when you register with the books. Listeners of our show save 20% off the bouquet of your choice. Just go to books.com and enter promo code J, J-A-Y. That's books, <laughs> B-O-U-Q-S.com, promo code J, books.com, promo code J. And now Dan has something to say about our other sponsor, T-Mobile. T-Mobile, you're got. This. Okay, let me do it a little bit better. <laughs> T-Mobile, we know how to change the game for good. We've doubled our LTE coverage to reach 309 million Americans as our extended range LTE reaches two times farther and is four times stronger in buildings than before. Just as our network has you covered, T-Mobile has the Home Run Derby covered too. Make your picks in T-Mobile's Home Run Derby Challenge. It's a bracket challenge. It's at T-Mobile.com slash MLB for a chance to win a trip for four to Game 1 of the World Series. T-Mobile, we're changing the game for good. T-Mobile. You got this. LTE doubled over 2015 and 2016. No purchase necessary to enter to win. In 71016, open a legal residence of the 50 US and DC, 18 plus, void where prohibited. For official rules and complete details, visit MLB.com slash bracket challenge. And big news on this announcement. We're going to the All-Star game. Yes. yes. I, I didn't want to say it until we 
we knew 1,000%, and we are doing our show from the All-Star Game on Monday, Tuesday, and I think we're doing a podcast. We're going to try? No, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. I think, I think we could. We'll see. Okay. Oh, we just need a Marantz. You remember a Marantz? It was a recording device that had a yeah. uh, cassette in it, yeah. and he recorded interviews with it. Let's go right into Let's it. Do that. Back in the <laughs> back in the old days. Marantz is a was a, a one time a hell of a American stereo company. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, they made really nice stereos in the really 70s. good stuff. I think yeah. they still do. Make they nice do stereos. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one letter before we leave. Good tube uh, equipment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Uh. This is from Mark Coben. Greetings from Newfoundland. Bots, originally from Calgary, but I'm working up in Goose Bay, Newfoundland on two-week rotations, separated from my wife, family, and friends, and listening to the pod at the end of hard day's work is making the two weeks a little more bearable. Thanks for the quality pod and always making me laugh. Two questions. Jay, how many times do you poop in a day? Dan, will you be my dad? <laughs> Dan, you want to answer first? Uh... Mark, if you come for money, yep, you are now my son. And, and now for my me, son. it depends. It depends on what I've eaten, but on average, twice a day. It's it, And what I found is because I'm eating dinner later, I poop in the morning, and then kind of before I come into work, I have another, maybe perhaps a smaller poop. And here, I have to describe the uh, the RV poop of mine. That, uh, that was three or four days of... Uh, Hot dogs, mm. marshmallows, mm. licorice. And you left that for someone else. It was else. just all like... <laughs> but you didn't poop for nice. three straight days? No, I did, but oh. it was it was gurgling in there on the drive back. Gurgle. It was just like... I it, was driving it. Was it okay? To it was like driving and... a U-Haul. Yeah. It was 26 feet. It wasn't massive. It was gurgling. It the Dan O'Toole story. Guys had a great time. Yeah, we have a Gino Silent assassin. Gino Oh, what a guy. Miss that guy. The best part about the RV, it's like uh, it's like traveling in a, a, a hotel room that's better than a Super 8. <laughs> and, then, and then parking and not having to check into said hotel. Yeah. Your beer's already there. Cold. It's cold yeah. in the fridge. Yeah. The door did open at one point when we turned a corner, but hey, oh, everyone's fine. Ooh, nah. That is dangerous. Yeah. Can you imagine if your kid was leaning against that door? <laughs> now, nah, uh, <clears throat> the first journey, you don't let them walk around. And then uh, I was talking to our uh, our director, Jim, and he said, yeah, well, once you get used to it, then the kids can walk around yeah, and poop on the around. wheels. I Not poop on the wheels, but peep, poop while you Kids, I don't want you to poop in the RV, but uh, the wheels just squat down and shit all over them. Uh, thanks for joining us. Hopefully we'll have an all-star podcast next week. We sure will. Uh, have a terrific day. Uh, thanks to Nick Wright. Get uh, at Get Nick Wright. Follow him. Uh, what a great personality he is. I hope you enjoyed him as much as we did. And Peter Schrager, at P. Schrager, terrific guy. Uh, Ian Martin, Ian Martin's dad. Ben Teller, Engineer Jim, our good friend Rich Cook. What a team we have here. Is uh, is uh, Schrager getting free steaks from Timo? Timo, he's getting, he gave it a big promo. I think it's just fascinating that Timu has a not not that he has a steakhouse, but a thriving steakhouse. That's you should throw in that. Who's that good-looking guy? He's a good-looking man. Timu? Yeah. I guess if you're a Finnish woman, maybe or man, <laughs> but he's not really doing it for me. Remember when uh, I'm surprised Schreger did mention at the Sochi Olympics he took a picture of Timu Solani on a bike. Yeah, he was right. The Finns were riding around on bikes. Classic Scandinavians. Thanks for listening. See ya.